0: It's gonna be good. People, it's me, Jenny D from Spill with Me Jenny D podcast. I am so excited to have this beautiful woman here, Rachel Rat Rack- Rackavan is Miss Agriculture America 2019, Rachel. Mrs. Agriculture
1: America 2023 to 2024. Oh wow. Okay. <laughs> that's okay. Thank you. I'll tell you what, I am just
0: so excited and so proud to have you on my podcast today and learn so much about you. And I really want our listeners to know about you and what you've been doing because you you're not just in pageants, you're also an environmental scientist. You masters in you mastered in biology. Is that correct? Mastered in Natural
1: Resources and Environmental Sciences, yeah. And
0: Environmental Sciences.
1: So, Rachel, tell our listeners a little bit about you. Sure. My husband's about to walk in the door and be very loud. Bye. One second. (laughs) Hey, listen. My podcast
0: is very casual. People... People walk in, We, you know, he can be on. <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband's
1: a truck driver, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll he's got boy. that truck driver mouth, right? <laughs> he does a little bit. That's okay. But, you know, I like the rawness and the the sincerity and the truth behind all of I that. I do too.
0: They're hard workers. My yeah. uncle and my um,
1: great uncle were truck drivers as well.
0: So, yeah. tell our listeners a little bit about you. I mean, I actually found you through Beth Codwell and mm-hmm. she was just telling me how um, I I always look for stories in women, men that are have this amazing journey and I'm just so excited to share yours with all the listeners. Sure. So just tell us a little bit about you. Are you from the Pittsburgh area? No,
1: I was born in Illinois over by Chicago. Nice. Windy City. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ended up going to, to grad school over there. So University okay. of Illinois, Urbana Champaign. Um I when I was about 18, I realized through a school project that I was going to pursue the environmental field but I actually won my first environmental award when I was seven years old so with my wow. mother we got a project a before and after pollution project and we won and I won a recycling t-shirt from the mayor Ooh. which is ironic because now for the past three years I've worked for a recycling company so it was like they knew my destiny before I did <laughs>
0: Amazing. I mean, think about that. You knew at seven years old that you had a passion for keeping our environment clean.
1: (laughs) And I grew up in an area called the Toxic Waste Donut. So I lived about 20 minutes south of a Uranium Richmond Corporation, a few minutes away from a Coke plant. Uh, There was also a landfill nearby. So, you know, we were right smack in the middle of that. I witnessed a lot of my friends and family members pass from cancer. I've had cancer removed myself four times. Oh my God. I'm a cancer survivor. I'm actually writing a book about it right now. Uh, <laughs> <I laughs> Thanks a little bit of inspiration from Beth Caldwell. Yes. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's important for people to understand, you know, that almost everything can be healed. If you combine a variety of different methods, I, I, Really took a deep dive into a politics and environmental science in my undergrad, and I worked for a variety of environmental nonprofit organizations. And I worked on toxic release inventory reports and total maximum daily loads for you know hazardous waste in public waterways and um, combined sewer flows and a lot of different things. So with the Sierra Club and the Miami Watershed Group, and I was a paralegal for city hall, and I really wanted to understand environmental law. But then I decided environmental science, really understanding the science behind it is, is the most important thing. So that's when I right. went to grad school for natural resources and environmental sciences. And then I got certified in, Green Business and Sustainability from Duquesne University, and in Energy and Technology from the state of Pennsylvania. And in November, I'll be certified in Resource Conservation and Recovery Act for hazardous waste through my company, uh, as well as...
0: I apologize. I feel like I am so new to this. You would think that as Americans, that we would know all about recycling and the waste and the environmental... Those kind of things to me, like, I, I just think, oh, there's all professionals that do that. But I mean, I really, you know, hope in this podcast we can educate our listeners of what to do and how to, you know, kind of keep our world safe and clean from all the toxics, toxins that are happening. But um, before we get into that, can, sure. let's talk about a little bit about you as as a person. So you were in pageants. Now, how did you get involved in pageants
1: that is a strange question because <laughs> <laughs> let's go back, you know, a couple of 20, years ago, 20, 20, 20 years. Uh, like That's I said, common. I grew up in poverty. I grew up in contamination. You know, sometimes we didn't have food. We didn't have heat, those types of things. So real poverty. And, uh, you know, I mainly had hand-me-downs or you know, that didn't fit things like that. And then whenever I was 18, I was working for a newspaper up until I went away from Portsmouth, Ohio, to Cincinnati to go get my undergrad. Yeah, I moved away, but I had worked there for about six or eight months, and they asked me to uh, be a mascot at a uh, thing called Lobster Fest. And so I dressed up in a mermaid outfit, and I raised money to promote literacy. And this was in... Yeah, so this was in 2001, and then I got this, you know, letter in the mail, and I was doing some modeling for the newspaper then. They were taking my photo, and putting it in the paper and all that, and then, uh, you know, while I was also working there selling newspaper subscriptions after school, so, <laughs> and you've been I'm, involved in so much. <laughs> I'm sure that everybody that comes on here, they your resume really is probably <laughs> <laughs> mine's like, <laughs> yeah, they so, usually give me that achievement award in the pageant. So I guess, oh uh, but I, I like to just keep going. I, I feel yes stagnant whenever I just sit there, you know, you like to be busy. I like to be busy, and I'm too hard on myself if I'm not. So, and that's not it. good. Sometimes I'm like, "Hey, you better lay down and rest for a little bit and I stop do. thinking yeah. that your your value is related to your accomplishments because it's not. Exactly. You know, and that's what our what we plague ourselves with mentally. But long story short, I got this letter in the mail <laughs> from <laughs> the uh, Miss Ohio Teen USA. And I um, applied and I got a bunch of sponsors and they helped me and I had the most sponsors out of anybody in the pageant. And I placed as a finalist, even though I had no training. And then I did a few more pageants and, you know, didn't do very well at all because I didn't understand. (laughs) Uh, Well, I started doing lots of runway shows and then I got licensed as a modeling instructor um, through the Ohio Board of Education. And I was coaching for Multiple agencies, John Robert Powers, John Casablanca's, and I was a guest speaker with Barbazon. Now I help coach the Pittsburgh Fashion Week and the Pittsburgh Fashion Summits, and I train models and pageant queens from all over the world in Mrs. World and Mrs. America, Mrs. Hawaii America, Mrs. um, Oh gosh, Mrs. Pennsylvania American, Miss Pennsylvania for America, um, Mrs. Hawaii America. So all those people have been my students. So what exactly yeah. were you, were you or Mrs. Okay, wait, I was reading this. You were Miss Allegheny, Pennsylvania? Yes. And then later I ended up winning the Mrs. Pennsylvania American. I was Mrs. Pennsylvania Earth USA. I was, and I placed fourth fourth in Mrs. Earth USA. I was Miss Pennsylvania American Royal Beauties. I won the nationals for, Ms. uh american royal beauties i'm i was miss mrs pennsylvania uh agriculture america then i just won the mrs pennsylvania or i'm sorry the mrs agriculture america national title so i've won about 16 titles now oh that's amazing and i didn't
0: even know they had the agriculture
1: one is that new um, there's there's no there's so many different systems out there. there there's the agriculture united states and then there's the agriculture america okay
0: See, that's, that is amazing to me. Now, can you just tell our listeners a l- just a little bit, and we'll get into all the other things you've been doing, but about the pageants. I know we have missed,
1: not communication. The light that's going out behind me. <laughs> it's like, oh, the, I see it. I see you know, it. I was like, oh, it looks like it's out now. I'm going to have to change that bulb. I'm sorry. Yeah, so so you want to has about pageants, so we could have, have this that conversation. That might have been somebody talking Talking to us. That's strange. Look at it; it's just flickering on and off. I, I believe in signs. No, images are not what they seem. If you are on the outside looking in, all you see are these beautiful women, and you think that they are just vying for a crown, and that there's nothing to them. But really, each each one of them has a platform, and they have a message to share with the world, and they are connected to their communities, and they are doing a lot of activism. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to get that light bulb because now it's starting to turn into a stroke. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, honey. <laughs> I'm going to pause. Okay. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> we're back. So what I was saying is that what I help people do is to help them realize what their ultimate purpose is, their God-given purpose on this earth. Yes. And then after that, we've figured that out and what they love and how it is that they can give that gift back to the world. So I help them to develop whatever it is that they want to do, whether it's I've got one student in Oregon that's in Mrs. Oregon, America, um, coming up in a few months, and we are developing her platform and she is Filipino or biologically Filipino. And so we are doing some clean water access um, activism and fundraising for clean water in the Philippines. So that's just one thing. But that's just an example. So everybody there's a lot that day. gets into it, right? There's a lot. I mean, like yeah. you said, it's not just
0: I'm going to put my makeup and my get my hair done and oh, wear yeah. this beautiful gown. You no. have.
1: When, that's the least of their concerns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, like when I was younger, I would just be just in awe because the women were just so, you know, intelligent, smart and beautiful. And I thought, oh, they have it all. And I just oh. admired them so much of what they're doing. Well, That's
1: the thing is that people think that, but most, I mean, the most important class that I teach is sponsorships. How can you get other businesses to help you cover the cost of this? you know, right. so that you can be a part of it. And, you know, I think that that class has been the most helpful to all my students. Right. Because it's actually something, you know, I actually charge way less than what I should. Yeah. Um, I've had people that sent me multiple very expensive gowns and dresses in the mail and tell me that I should charge way more for my services because I am the best coach that they've ever had. Oh, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but I do that because I don't want to price myself out of the market to where people can't get the help that they need. And really it is life coaching. It is very important. A lot of times people are totally different after they've done a pageant because they realize that I can do anything with my life, anything that I want to do and it can be done. And I have a strategy and what I do is I help people to develop that strategy to achieve their dream, not just the crown, Right. But how it is that they're going to feed thousands of people or how they're going to, you know, um, um, raise millions of dollars for, for organizations, things, things along those lines. Absolutely. I love that.
0: I I think that, you know, a lot of people, um, I'm saying for myself, as for me, I have not been educated enough to know what all goes into a pageant and just hearing from you and what you've gone through and what you're doing for other young, inspiring women that are trying to make a difference in the world. I mean, I think this is just wonderful, Rachel.
1: Thank you so much. And I really feel fulfilled, yeah. You know, I feel like I am fulfilling my own destiny by helping others to create their own and then also I have mine of course. So <laughs> I, I, I really appreciate that you've had me come on the show and talk to you about this because there's a lot of foggy area about what we do and how we do it and the reason why. And, you know, you're always going to have a mean girl. And I tell them, you know, <laughs> I tell everybody, there's always one or two. Let's talk about the mean girls. <laughs> what state are they from? <laughs> well, you know, they want to, tr- there are some people that are there for not necessarily the right reasons or, you know. Anything, and anything you do in life. And anything you do in life, you'll encounter those people. And it's just about, you know, being graceful and moving on and doing your very best regardless of whatever is thrown your way. And being true to who you are,
0: mm-hmm. not trying to be something you're not.
1: And I think well, that- that's the issue too is that I have a lot of people that will come in here and they'll think, oh, well, they'll prefer this or they'll no. Actually they don't at all. They want to hear exactly who you are and they want to hear exactly what you're gonna say and you know what you who you who you've become and mm-hmm. how you've grown. They want to know about the pain of your past. And this is how, how I coach uh generally, but Really, I like to talk about what are the accomplishments that you're doing now. Tell me your successes. This is how you lead a, uh, an interview. And mm-hmm. then after that, we're going to talk about the reasons why you're doing those things. We're going to talk about the pain of your past, which is your platform and what led you to become this person that you are today. And then we're going to talk about after your, your present, then your past, then we talk about your plan for the future. So what are you going to do if you should win this title? What's your plan? Are you, and how are you going to achieve it? So we have steps to achieve that plan as the national title board.
0: That, that's incredible because I think about that. You're, you know, you're talking about like women, young women that are coming out of school,
1: like 18 years old. I most of my, um, yes. well, actually, you know what? They're all over the place. So (laughs) I was gonna say, I was like, I don't even know what I'm gonna do. (laughs) I I mean, honestly, I have students that are 12 years old. Some, you know, that and now those can actually be pretty tough too. But you know, I have students that are in the Miss division. I have misses. I have Ms. that are you know with children and not not uh, married. So you know, this was a big issue where. I was doing pageants and I became a single mother and there weren't a lot of pageants available for me, you know? So I started advocating and uh, creating events that had that Ms. Division so mm-hmm. that people could, yes, yeah, so that people could participate regardless of being married or having children. Wow. So, you mean They really put a category on if you,
0: you can't have this, you can't have that. Like, is there, I didn't realize that.
1: Just so, recently they opened up the, Miss USA to huh. women that have children right so divorce there's been a right. Lot of, or yeah or, or p- women that were divorced you weren't a missus and you weren't a miss so what were you you were a ms and there was no ms division and I started writing letters to different pageant systems telling them hey we need to change this and I wanted to be in the pageants too. And yeah. so <laughs> yeah, you made that you, you got the path made for other
0: women. I mean, this is not, we should not be categorized because um, of something
1: who that we we're happened. attached to or who we're not attached ah, to. We exactly. are our own entity. Yes. I, agree.
0: I love that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I mean, you just speaking to you now, I feel like I gotta sit up straight.
1: <laughs> no hey, Ray, I coach. In my, in my pajamas. <laughs> I work from home so <laughs> I'm like I have my sneakers on under here <laughs> I know I got my leggings it's
0: on. almost like but I you know I, I I can feel your energy even though we we live further apart um and I'm I'm so glad that we're able to have this podcast but I can just feel your energy and your smile mm-hmm. and you're so engaging that I feel like if I was way back when I would love <laughs> to buy something like that I think that that's a great What would you say to a young woman coming out of high school that maybe wants to pursue the pageants, but's not sure? What would
1: you say to her? I would say that everybody needs a coach. And if I would say, go ahead and get any coach that you want, be in a pageant. It's not necessarily about winning. It's about becoming the best version of yourself. And under that type of, it can create a, a kind of positive stress for you in a way, but do it because you you want to contribute to your community, and it helps, to, it helps to be attached to something like a pageant system, because if you just walk into a place and say, hey, I want to talk about cancer, but mm-hmm. you don't have a crown on your head or a sash mm-hmm. on, the likelihood of them wanting to speak to you goes down exponentially. But if you are part of a pageant system, then they say, hmm, we want to hear what she has to say. And it does open so many doors for you. I mean, I can't, I honestly, most of my skincare, my teeth, everything that I've had done, all sponsored, you know, up until, you know, I started becoming more successful in my career. But thankfully, these people, they were able to help change my life before I was able to do it for myself. You know, so because they were supporting me and my system and my my pageant platform and my mission. And they were like, well, let's invest in her. So I've had, you know, tons and tons of sponsors that made my my life and my vision and my dream come true. And it's not just that. I mean, it's there's so much more to it. I had a coach that helped me to believe that I could rehab water wells in Africa. I didn't believe that before. I had thought about it, but then I started doing it. And I started uh, working with Georgie Badil, who was Miss Africa 2004, who owns the Georgie Badil Foundation. And she helped mentor me in pageantry. So I have international sister queens all over the world now. And I'm able to, I brought clean water to over 4,000 people across Africa. It's oh, wonderful. Because of my belief in pageantry, I've been able to bring thousands of meals to the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Banks. Um, I've been able to build community gardens and distribute food to people that were in need because I believed in myself right? and that coaches who helped me t- to think, Hey, I can do anything that I want to do in this life.
0: I love that. I love that Rachel, because now I know that, yeah, everybody talks
1: about, Oh, you want to win, but it's not about that. It's about, no, having- no, I, I already won before I walked in there. I knew I already could At- because oh, I was able yeah. to do all this, you know, and I'm so proud of myself. And I'm so dedicated to my mission. I mean, I, I'm writing a book on cancer now and about the importance of nutrition being Mrs. Agriculture America. People don't understand how uh, often times, there are some people that do understand, but I'm, I'm also a former biology professor and ecology professor for the community college of Beaver County. And I now dedicate my life, life to reducing toxic consumption by working for a recycling company. Right. but. I think it's important to, for people to understand how it is that toxic emissions can affect our bodies, what we put in our hair, what we put on our skin, what we breathe, what we eat, especially all of those things can affect our health. And there is a way to naturally prevent that. And that's my message. You know, I've been able to heal myself, I believe, through nutrition and early detection. And I want to share that message. If we're lucky enough to live in America, go and get your pre screenings mind your nutrition and the food that you eat because people are out to uh you know companies corporations oh, make money are out to make money yes and so you know what are they doing they're they're feeding us toxins and then they're feeding us medications so that we can then you know try to heal ourselves from the food I'm that, the toxins we ate that right. yeah right so it's all just a toxic cycle. And my most important message is that we can break that cycle. Right,
0: Rachel. Let's go back a little bit, honey. So, um, yeah. tell us about your cancer, if you if you may talk about it. Just what yeah. kind of cancer did you have? Because the listeners uh, don't know. Did you have breast cancer, or did you have?
1: Yeah. I had um, cervical cervical genetic. It was. I think it was genetic because my mother had it, and my grandmother had it. But we also lived in a toxic place, so you can't say. <laughs> I can't say exactly where it came from, outside or inside, but... um When were you diagnosed? i also had skin cancer uh, in my early 20s. I believe I was 22 when I was first uh, diagnosed, and then they, they removed it, and then it's come back several times. I'm actually due for another screening now. So, um, and my last one removed was, I think, a year ago. Okay. So four times um I've had cancer removed from my cervix. And then I've also had, you know, cancer removed from my back. I have a scar that's about this big, um, on my upper back. So, you know, um, it's, it's, it's That that wasn't melanoma on your back. No, just carcinoma. So it was, it was, it was skin cancer basically. So I've had two different types and a total of Five removals now, actually four from my cervix and one from my back.
0: Okay. Oh my gosh! And this has all happened in a
1: matter of ten years. Twenty. 20 since i no, I'm I'm forty one now. So well, you am like, I'm, you're twenty one. Well, I'm <laughs> telling you, those sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you got to drink. <laughs> your cheekbones.
0: I'm like, I'm looking like. Ah. <laughs> Well, I'm you're so glad you're cancer free. I'm so happy yes. about that. I am cancer um, free right now. I mean, just going through, you know, what you've gone through and, you know, being in these pageants and doing what you're doing. Let's talk about what you do on a daily basis. Cause I was reading about your mission. So I read that your mission is to help people become advocates for sustainable agricultural energy, recycling and waste solutions in the interest of human and environmental health. That's yeah, you know, and I think a lot of people are like, "Well, well, I recycle," isn't that enough?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, yeah, that. I mean, everything that we do makes an impact. That's our ecological footprint, right? So, um, you know, we can trace that and we can reduce it as much as possible if we want to. Right, and that's that's an individual choice. And the problem in environmental psychology is that we believe just like the voting. That, oh, this problem is way bigger than myself and I cannot make an impact, so I might as well do nothing. And that is an avoidance. You know, it's, it's a coping mechanism, and it's not necessarily a good one, but it is one. And, <laughs> and that is true, yes. Yes. So it's rationalizing. We use that cognitive dissonance where our values don't actually mind, uh, you know, align with with um, our mindset and, and our behavioral patterns. So then we try to link the two and justify and reason why it is we're not doing this, that, and the third. But <laughs> it's so um, Yeah, that's what we do um, as humans. And, you know, that's it's all normal. That's, you know, but we have to overcome that. We've got to be better than that. Right. So that's that's what's important. You know, um, everybody doesn't have to do what I do. I just like to encourage people, you know, to become a part of the Pittsburgh Food Policy Council or become a part of an agricultural networking group and, you know, see what you can do. Last year, we were able to get over $3 million of the city budget for 2023 dedicated to community gardens. And so, and that was a lot of advocacy work. And, you know, we thank the city council for allotting that and for Ed Ganey for supporting us. And I'd say that that, in addition to uh, some work that I did when I worked with the Sierra Club, the Metropolitan Sewer District Consent Decree, which now requires people to go, or the I'm sorry, the um, proper protective equipment and also the workers of MSD to go into basements for combined sewer overflows and actually clean the basements out for the public uh, okay. to reduce okay. toxic exposures. Now that, the MSD consent decree and this $3 million for the um, uh, Pittsburgh Food Policy Council from the city budget, I think that those are two of my most important accomplishments as well as the international water well rehabilitation projects.
0: Oh, thank you so much for doing all that. Now, this is a question too. I, just like recently, maybe a couple of months ago, um, they were saying something about our water system and don't, you know, the water's going to change. And I, I wasn't sure what that meant. I don't know if that's something that you would know anything about, but the water that we drink is safe. I mean, our, right, the water that we drink, I mean, I know a lot of people are afraid to drink the water at certain places or, you know, certain <laughs> countries or, you know, but the water that we drink right now in every district is different, but you know how they have that. Don't drink the water, boil it. How does that happen? How do we get, um, I guess, germs or toxins
1: or whatever, or get, get something in the water system? Well, first of all, the water is not safe. <laughs> so if, if people are telling you that, <laughs> if you drink spring water, okay. you're going to much better. This is purified yeah, now. we've also got plastics that are in that. So, uh, no. Yeah, microplastics. So the microplastics get into our DNA, and then we are then going to produce the next generation of, that are part, partially plastic. And okay. we won't ever be able to escape the um, the underlying health problems that will result from that. And so it gets into your endocrine system and so forth. But anyway, fluoride. So fluoride can be taken out of certain certain. Um, systems. And it has been, they, some people have been successful with doing that across the United States. Right. Now, if you consume too much fluoride, then it can cause brain fog. It can cause you to slow down your memory. It can do all different types of things. And we're if we're consuming tap water, then we're going to end up with a lot of those different results. And they put that in there because they don't have anywhere else to put it. It's a metal byproduct. It is good for your teeth, a little bit of it but you're supposed to spit it back out. you know. So if we're supposed to spit out the fluoride that's in the toothpaste and we're supposed to spit out the to- fluoride over at the dentist, why are we consuming it in our tap water every day? Why are we washing our bodies in it? So it's actually very bad for you. And you can look up all of the details on that. There's also advocacy groups that, can, that are attempting to get fluoride removed from our public waterways. And I think that that's the very first step. Now yeah. you can go into all of those other different types of chemicals. We have issues with pharmaceuticals that are accumulating in our our public waterways and they're saying that even that level of emissions is what's changing the sex and the gonads in frogs so just from pharmaceuticals and also from birth control and all the things that we're throwing down down the toilet and so it's affecting you know amphibians and all different types of species and the trophic chain See, these
0: are things I never even thought about. And I feel like this is another topic. Like we, we oh, def- I can go on
1: and on about this. But we don't. Have to deal with, deal with I know. The water, I know. The, water, the water is not safe. That's the moral of the story. I, I would suggest that you watch uh, some documentaries. One is called Flow. There's um, uh, World Water Wars. There's so many really great documentaries that can help people to understand what's really going on with. It's not
0: too late though. I mean, if we've been drinking this water, I mean, if we stop and we start
1: doing the spring water, it's not too late for us, is it? Like to get the brain. For I mean, what the same thing? Like when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the next best time? Today. <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I can't. You know, I just
0: read so, you know, so much of the what's yeah. going on and watching the news and, you know, and I, a lot of times as Americans, sometimes we don't know all this. We don't have all this information at our fingertips unless we are Googling it or somebody brings it to our attention. But I definitely think that we should definitely talk about the environmental toxins and foods on another podcast episode. Oh, I was, sure. Yeah. Yes. I would love to do that because I think about that.
1: There's a lot to growth hormones and we can talk about arsenic from chickens and boys. Yes. Everything that happens as a result of combined animal feeding operations. But that's we can have a whole hour just on that if you want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I'm just I'm just amazed by all the things that you're doing and and how you were raised and what you're doing now and helping other young women and. Just the environmental, I mean, that to me is knowledgeable for everyone. And that should be a podcast in itself, you know, so that we can really just, you know, just get into that where people are not guessing. I had a woman on about gut health and what she, same thing. She had cancer. And then when she started changing her diet and her meals, everything sort of kind of went together. So that, that is definitely. Oh, you
1: can reduce, you know, um, reverse diabetes just by extracting meat from your diet. Right. Right. There's just, there's just. just i no, vegan. I know somebody who did that. Right. Yeah. The, vegan and and also fibromyalgia she she actually has no fibromyalgia now because she went vegan
0: see that's it's amazing that we are not t- talking about this you know like every not, not like in every day
1: I think some people are but also some people are just uh how do you say they they don't know what to do so they they listen to medical doctors the only, thing, only reason I want to go to a medical doctor is to, like I said, get my pre-screening or if I broke a bone or something like that. Natural healing comes from research and natural healers. Right. Now, sound therapy, I believe, is the key to the future. So sound, everything is a, operates at a frequency, and we can actually use sound frequency to heal heal ourselves. My gosh, Anything above good. a 808 frequency um, is going to, you know, it's going to benefit your health. Most music that we listen to on a radio, it, it's below the 808. So it's not good for our bodies. Um, if you go to a place called Tuned Wellness, it's in Murraysville. There's an amazing, the most amazing sound therapist there that I have ever experienced. Okay. And what we do is we store all of our trauma and our pain and our health problems in our aura or our biofield. Bio and when we, what we can do is we can actually chime that out of our auras. Um, so our health problems, our, our emotional baggage, our trauma, our physical trauma, our emotional trauma, all of that can be chimed out with frequencies. And I've done that. And um, it's life-changing. Wow. It's Her name's Adrian Bender,
0: if okay. to
1: know. And where did you say that was? That was in Wexford? It's called Tuned Wellness, and it's in Murraysville.
0: Murraysville Tuned.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And there's also another woman named Erica Crystal, who owns Crystal... Um, Crystal clear natural healing and both of them can can do that type of thing. Need to have both of you on together to, <laughs> to <laughs> Well, you know, I've tried it all and it's like Reiki times 10. If anybody's had a Reiki session before, that's great, but it's it's much better than that. So wow. um, but yeah, I think that energy healing and frequency healing is is how it is that we can release that emotional and that that physical trauma and and the history that we've had. And then you know the actual body itself. We heal ourselves through nutrition. Absolutely, I, I think
0: that um, right now I I've just taken all this in, and I'm just like so excited that I'm learning because that's the one thing I love about doing a podcast and meeting new people is learning. So much that's out there that maybe I am. Sometimes I feel like, oh, geez, am I living in a hole? Like, how do I?
1: (laughs) Where I feel that (laughs) way myself. I feel like you know, you you never know enough. You know, you don't. Before I realize, I don't know. (laughs) Right. I'm like, wait, Rachel, you just taught me so much in the matter of I don't even know how long that was. A few
0: more minutes to wrap this up, but I just, I just so in awe about
1: everything that you are doing and accomplishing thank you so and much thank you for having me i i really appreciate it oh, I was... to share this information or just my story with people yeah. it means a lot to me i and can't I- wait for your book oh thank you <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i just want people to know that no matter where you came from you're not defined by your circumstances that you can overcome that you know there, there are resources and there are people that are out there and available to help you you know um I'm available. People can reach me. My email, it's rachel.rackovan at gmail.com, R-A-C-H-E-L dot R-A-K-O-V-A-N at gmail.com. A lot of times people just come talk to me about, you know, how is it that I can get on the right path with my career or, you know, how can I get on the right path with just my life or maybe I want to manifest something. And I I do a lot of positive affirmations. There's a book that I would like to suggest to everybody that was really also life-changing for me. Um, so this, this book actually is, is called quantum success and it's about applying the laws of physics to your own personal growth and happiness as well as your wealth. And then, um, after I read that book, it really helped me change my own perspective on applying, you know, quantum physics to my life. Yes, oh, thank you so much for that information. I'm definitely going to put that in the notes. Um, so your podcast it's an easy read too. Super yes. easy. It's not like it, it's not it's not too sciencey, and you know, for it's definitely something that any of my students they'll I tell them this book's going to help you way more than I ever can. <laughs> you know, you start here.
0: <laughs> you are so wonderful. We have less than a minute, hon. I just wanted okay. to. Thank you so much, Rachel. Thank you. I feel like all your information, I'm going to put it in and this podcast will air. Um, I will let you know when it will air for our listeners and for you. It'll be on all the platforms, but it'll also oh, be on wonderful.
1: Thank, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for so supporting much. Mrs. Agriculture America. Hey, thank for being Spill with me, Jenny D.
0: Take care, Rachel. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Come spill with me,